This is life. Listening and inspiring friends in entertainment. There's a happy medium, though, um, in between being a Clarence Savant and being a Lou Pearl. Focusing life's principles with your goals. People can sense when you're doing something for them, for them. Absolutely. Or when you're doing something for them to benefit you. And taking Empowerment Global with Empowerment Speaker, Stone Stafford and Johnny Vaughn. What's up, what's up, what's up, friends, family, and fans? Hi. Welcome back. Thanks. New week. Glad to be here. New me. Mm-mm. New you. Who? New foe hootie. <laughs> I didn't know what that meant. But welcome back to Life on Podcast, <laughs> where we listen and inspire friends in entertainment. I am your host, your and, co-host. And everywhere. And everywhere. I'm sorry. I am your co-host, Stone Stafford, riding shotgun with my other host, Johnny Vaughn. Johnny Vaughn. Dude, I still love it when you say you're riding shotgun and make me feel like I'm driving and then you dominate the conversation. Driving. It's awesome. That was a song I wrote. Anyway. <laughs> but what's going on? You good? Cool, man. Everything's great. Uh, cool the gang. Yeah. Moving, cool the Gucci. Moving in my created purpose for myself right now. Yeah. Ooh, moving in my created purpose for, for myself. myself. Dang. That just sounds like a man that has taken his life by the reins and is like, come here, you <laughs> no dude it i was, love it man i so this is the thing i um we, you know i i work with a very intense focus when it's time to, to actually get to, to, get it done, to right. doing things uh-huh, to get to it and i had been you know I, I had a bunch of stuff going on obviously we all had the last year thing and it's i've been going through this this process of trying to figure out what was the next step you know studying for the series 65 series 67 test thinking mm-hmm. i may want to go into opening up a shop and becoming a financial advisor at some point hmm. um thinking about going back to school and getting a math degree because uh, of an opportunity I heard of um, that re- yeah, at, <laughs> at, at just over 30. Real, bro, I'm telling you, it's getting it's getting real it's getting out real. here, bro. And you <laughs> real. Um, but one of the things that I kind of realized, man, is that, you know, over my whole career and even just outside of that, like I've always been like a connector of people. Okay. Like my, my wife Gwen has a company. Um she owns an executive C-suite company where she helps um, companies reform, reorganize, and you know restructure everything from their HR departments. Um, she'll she'll run their, their payrolls for them. Um, she does ideation, thought building, everything. Like she, Shout out to GGD. Yeah, she she does the thing. GGD when gets it done. Uh, two of her biggest clients. <laughs> One uh, is a friend of mine who we've known since we've known each other since kindergarten. And another is a mutual friend of ours that you know used to. That you and I know. Yeah, that used to scout um, at an event uh, from okay. from yeah. J, from Jay Purpose Talent. Um, knew both of these individuals well before my wife made the introduction, okay. and my wife did what she does. You know, goes in there and be the most charismatic, cute little thing she can be, and absolutely rocks their businesses. And now they don't want to let her go. And I've seen this throughout my whole career. Like, I make introductions, and then people generally tend to benefit extremely well from it. Nope. And I was having a conversation with a friend of mine um, a couple weeks back <clears throat> about um, just about that. I was like, man, I, you know, I'm, I, I can see the fruits of everybody else's labor of the connections and contacts that I've made. But it seems like I tend to have to work harder for myself individually when I have all of these outlets. And he he said this to me. He was like, it doesn't seem like you're extracting enough of the value that you bring to situations for yourself. 
And he got me to thinking about it. I was like, well, I, I huh. first explain to me what you mean by that. And he's like, well, if you're making these connections, simply, are you taking a finder's fee? And I was like, yeah, no, sometimes, maybe. He's okay. like, that should never be the answer to that question, ever. Like, it should never be the answer. You know, can I just jump in here? Come on. Because I it, just had this conversation the other day. Okay. Now, there is someone that we know who does that uh-huh. to a fault uh-huh. where it's almost like he can't set up a situation or connection without trying to build himself into the deal uh-huh. or build a take off a piece. And it ends up backfiring and okay. rubbing the wrong way. And maybe it's because the way he goes about it is not right. So, okay. so he gives the wrong optics. I don't know. But like he's been a great example of how doing that too much. Like me, I'm a giver. Sure. So I don't mind. It's so funny you should say that because even with the and I mentioned maybe podcast two ago, I can't remember, but my friend Ken Comazar, um, Notting Hill, and I will go ahead and say it because I I think before when I mentioned it, I didn't want to say anything because it's in the progress or in the works. Mm-hmm. But basically, I just I linked him and Lecrae together. Okay. Right? Because there's a project that's going on right now, and that I won't say because I do know he, it's under wraps. Okay. But this project is going on right now, and he's like, man, I think Lecrae will really get this, and da da da. I called my boy Ace over at Reach. I said, yo, da 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 da. And, you know, and I lo- know Lecrae. We were on tour with Matai. Right. So I said, tell him about this. Ace was excited, told about Lecrae. He got excited. I said, great. I did a little text introduction. They got on the phone. Sounds, sounds like Lecrae is down to do it. Okay. Connection. Right. Didn't try to build myself in. Didn't try to, oh, can I get like a co-executive, whatever. Right. Came to me with a producer. And I'm trying to figure out what to do with this kid. I said, man, he needs to get with this, this, and this. Can you hook that up? Oh, I'm introducing the blah, blah, blah. Makes the introduction. Mm-hmm. He's like, but again, but you know what? I watched and where my whole paradigm changed. I'm, I'm all for giving. I'm all, I don't look for stuff. And I thought it would be good business savvy, like your friend told you, mm-hmm. to build myself into situations, to find that finder's fee. I mm-hmm. think that's just, I thought that was just being good business Savvy. Mm-hmm. Until I watched The Black Godfather, <laughs> Clarence Avant. Yeah, yeah. And he changed everything for me where that's concerned. And what really just took me back to how Stone used to be, where I just did nice stuff to be nice. Right. You know, because like my, my wife, Tasha, and even Ian, they were like, man, you're too nice. Mm-hmm. You need to start getting paid for some of this stuff. And to a degree, they were right. Yeah. Because I was giving knowledge and wisdom and stuff to people. And, same. Yeah, right. Yeah, same here. So I've learned to change that. But now I just make the connections. Because one thing I believe is that it will come back to me. Sure. And when I need a connection made, when I something that's going to happen for me. Mm-hmm. So now I do it just free will. And like with Ken, I was so happy. I said, look, I'm not looking for anything out of this, blah, mm-hmm. blah. But then that's when Ken called me later and said, look, I want to talk to you about something. There's something we need to, we need to figure out how to work together. And when he said that word together, <laughs> I was like, oh, watch out now. <laughs> you know what I'm so, but, I, but the thing is, I knew something that, that would happen because people can sense. Of course. Not to hijack with your topic, but Dude, no. people can sense when you're doing something for them, for them. Absolutely. Or when you're doing something for them to for, benefit you. Exactly. People can sense that, you know, and, and it doesn't always have to come off as shady or greedy or mean or, or yeah. even negative, but it can still be sensed. Mm-hmm. And you cannot be scared to allow the laws. Somebody would say laws of the universe. Someone mm-hmm. say laws of God, because quite frankly, you're saying laws of God, laws of the universe. You're saying the same, same thing. thing. Yeah. Because you're right. Dang, I was supposed to disagree with you on that. Right. One came from the other. It's the same. So when you're, you, you have to have faith in that because it is a law. It's mm-hmm. not a suggestion. It's not an opinion. Mm-hmm. It's a law. When you give, you receive. Right. When you sow, you reap. Call it karma, whatever you want to do, mm-hmm. it works. Problem where people get let down, I'm going to pass it back to you, 
is you sow or you give, but then you try to dictate or have an idea where it's going to come back from or who's right. supposed to come back from. And then when it doesn't happen like that, you get disappointed mm-hmm. or you get discouraged. You're like, I'm always giving. I ain't giving no more. Yeah. When you forgot about the fact that, oh, that time when, I don't know, my car broke down and my auntie passed away and the family decided that I should have her car. You didn't attribute that. Oh. I hit my mic, y'all. Sorry. Why you go do that, folks? But you didn't attribute that. Right. And nor should you, because you can't connect every dot, mm-hmm. you know, when you're looking in the sky view from the universal level. Right. But that's how it works. So just do it. Have faith that's going to come back to you. Be smart about it. If it does make sense for you to work yourself into the deal or get us, by all means, sure. do it. But just don't force it. Yeah. That's what the conversation was um, when, when he was pretty much telling me. I mean, because I, my whole thing was I'm like, I'm like you. I've never tried to do that from that perspective. And I have. I've reaped. Years down the road sure. from connect, and as a matter of fact, it's happening now because this friend has actually been a partner from my with my wife's company as well, and it, it just so happens to come back that we're now doing something together as well, which awesome. is one of the podcast projects. Um, there's a happy medium though, um, in between being a Clarence Savant and being a Lou Pearlman. Um, <laughs> 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 I didn't. I didn't need to see that coming. <laughs> you, don't, you don't know who Lou Perlman is. Lou Perlman is re- Google. Just Google him. Go- <laughs> Google him. I'm, I'm saving just you. Leave it at that. Just Google him. <laughs> Google Lou Perlman. Um, but that the, the two very very different blueprints on how to approach it. Ooh. And that's the thing. I believe I was so far to the left of what Clarence Savant did to where mm. I was like because. Clarence was making the connections, but he also was making sure that things were taken care of, and he was taken care of, too. And, and people respected him to the level to where they made sure he was taken care of. That's well. what it was. It's, the thing is, he dealt with the right kind of people. Exactly. And, that, and that's something, too. That's like, a, can I? Oh, boy. We're supposed to only do I know 20 I'm, minutes, I know I'm going to get All right, raked. I'm, I'm going to get raked for this. I'm going to sit back. Wait, what? I'm going to get raked over the coals for this. Oh, K, K, R, A, K. Because I understand where we are in society. Mm-hmm. Where where it is a time for people of color to start getting the respect they deserve, the just due, just equal treatment, just right. equality and equity, which I'm all for. But as a fellow person of color, there is one thing that I decided I'm not doing anymore. And that is I ain't looking out for you or supporting you just because mm. You're a person of color. Right. Now, I know that's going to rub some of y'all the wrong way. Oh, I get it. But I'm going to just put it to you like this. When I have a chance to go to a Caucasian-managed establishment and go to a black-owned establishment, mm-hmm. and when I go to the black-owned establishment, my order ain't right, you got an attitude with me, mm-hmm. and all other kind of stuff just won't give me the great customer service that I typically typically get at this other establishment not because it's managed by a white person but this establishment is known by for that mm-hmm. but i wanted to support you, you talking about chick-fil-a because you my people i'm just checking but you give me attitude i can't hear you hear you when you're talking you get my order wrong i'm not i'm not doing it yeah so just understand that i am shopping where my needs are met i can care less if you are white black hispanic Asian, Middle East, I don't care. Are you meeting my needs? Am I getting the service that I want mm-hmm. and deserve? And are you doing it at a high quality level? Exactly. That's all I'm going to say. I had a I had a situation. Not, not, yeah, I mean, no, I, I don't want you to get in trouble, so I'm going to take. The, I'm going to steal this one from you. <laughs> I a couple months ago, 
uh, here in Atlanta. I forgot the, why I interjected that. No, no, no. That was that it was, was to a point. And the point, I think, the point was made. Okay. The, yeah, because that's the thing. It, it was the whole you're gonna get wrecked over the coals for not supporting black businesses because of the times we're in, and we need to rise up and stick together. Which is why I'm gonna share this story. A couple months back, uh, if you've been to Atlanta, if you're in Atlanta, you've heard about the Water Boys. Um, the Water Boys. The, the boys that the, yeah the the boys that sell water at the red lights. Oh, yeah. You've, you've heard about them. <laughs> <laughs> you see them all the time. I had my first direct encounter with them in the car. Mm. Now, this just so happens to be on a day where I had literally, like, I think I had, might have had a hundred bucks cash in my pocket. And I had literally, like, just given it all away within the last two days to you know, homeless people. I, I, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. I pull up to the light. They're there. I immediately go for my wallet because I'm going to support. Sure. And then I said, you know what? Wait. No, I'm not. Let's let's see how this plays out. Because I had just heard a story about them trying to rob somebody. Yeah, man. So I'm like, let's see how this works. So he walks up to the window. And he... Because he, my intent was, if it goes cool, I'll go get something. I'll run it back. And I'll... I'll I mean, I don't need y'all's water. But I mean, I'll, I'll support. Right. Dude comes up. I say, yo, bro, I don't have any cash, man. He was like, man, you ain't got $2? I was like, bro, I literally, bro, I don't have any cash, dude. He immediately went from that. Second time I say I don't have any cash, said, man, we the same color, my end. Like, what... We we out here, bro. We trying to get it. You ain't gonna support us, man. Man, see, it's is like you that ain't trying to. And I'm like, in my head, I'm sitting there like, my intent was to go get something right. and swing back, right? Because I don't have it right now. They just gave it all away, right? Or I could cash app you right here. You messed that up in that situation. And I immediately thought about um, the baby story because like he came down here uh, and one of them tried to charge him like 250 bucks for like a box of candy or something when it was letting baby did the math in his head. And he was like, see, I was going to bless you anyway. Right. But you tried to run game on me. Right. And that's the thing. So it's I understand from their perspective what they're trying to do. Like I said, trying to extract the maximum amount of value from the situation they're in. Mm-hmm. But there's a tactful way to doing that. And when you do it, tactlessly you burn that bridge and that's where i'm at now that whole conversation that i was having about am i extracting enough and what my friend told me he was like you got to figure out a way to do it my concern about myself was how do i approach these situations in a tactful way to where it doesn't seem like i'm trying to do it just as a benefit, benefit to me right but still not just set people up with you know six but figure deals and me be left yeah, out of the be middle. Businessman, exactly. Sure. Sure. And I mean, it is. It's one of those things. I've never had to actually do that because my work is always kind of. I've I've been blessed enough, like Stone, where when the time comes and I need it, projects show up. Um, That's how I pigeon tailed on that because you said something about Clarence Avant, the people he was dealing with. <laughs> exactly, they looked out for him. And I right, say it's the type. It's of the type people of people that you deal with. So yeah, you do also want to pay attention to the type of people you want to do business with as mm-hmm. well. Because I think the good people, the right people, you don't have to ask for them to look out for They're you. They're gonna take care. Of They're you. gonna take care of you. I know I do. Whenever Same people look me up, I'm 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 itching. Yeah. You know, there were people who were who were, who were involved with the building of Icon Studios. Mm-hmm. Some actually who they're not written into the deal at all. They're mm-hmm. not partners or anything. But just the fact that they were there when we needed them and stuff, mm-hmm. they have an equity in this building. Yeah. And we and we put it in writing that should we ever sell, this is your equity that you're going to get because yeah. you were there when we needed you. So you do want to pay attention to the people that you do, and that's exactly. how I got into the whole. I don't just do it just yeah. because you black. And whatever. try to try to be yeah, try to be that person. I'm that person oh, too. Oh man, try I am. Um, yeah. I've got I've got a product that I'm working on now. It's another um, episodic build. So we're doing a whole creative on building a series for another client. Mm-hmm. I can't speak on what that series is yet, Here but it it, it does require some. It's a recording project. I can say that right. 
Uh, can I say? Oh, yeah. Well, see, I know what it you is. You know what it is. <laughs> okay. I, anyway, just know that that is. But I brought, we got to stop telling them stories on things that we can't. Share. Well, no, because what ends up happening, like I said, I always will do this. I will reference it again once I'm able to speak about it. But it's important for me to, for this particular for this story. story yeah, yeah. Um, I brought some friends onto this project um, because it's, it was a big project. And I, I get these all the time. And these particular friends hadn't experienced it yet. And it, it gave me the opportunity to show them a payday they hadn't seen before. Like, it's going to take us mm. maybe three days to do the amount of work. The payout that each one of them is going to get is going to be between five and $7,000. Mm-hmm. Neither one of them have made that much money in that amount of time. And just from my perspective, to be able to show them that, hey, it's possible, like, this kind of stuff is out here for you to, to feed your family and, let like, do less work, right. still enjoy what you're doing, feed them more and be able to invest that into something else, they didn't know that that existed. And now I'm getting to provide that. And I always felt that when I when I do those kind of situations, it builds people that will look out for me in times right. when that comes back. Not that I'm expecting that, right? but those are the seeds that I feel that I'm planting. So to try to change my mindset from going from that to making sure that I'm looking out for myself. That's the whole, when you said grabbing right. the bull by the horns in the beginning, I'm, I'm being more more actively involved in setting myself up with my network than I have been because I'm always the first person to say, yo, you need a studio? I, one of my guys owns one. Go here. Do your project there. Um, but again, it goes back to how do you tactfully go about doing that? Yeah. It goes back to relationships. Absolutely. Because you're dealing with people, right? hmm So one thing I always say, like when I used to manage this producer – this young girl, I used to tell her, I said, look, I can set up the session. I can make the connection for this song that they want to do with you. Mm-hmm. But it's it going to you. How do you maximize now that situation? Right. You go in there and you make them fall in love with you. Yes. How do you do that? Having conversations. Guess about who? Not you. <laughs> Have conversations about them. Yep. Everything you're talking about is interesting to them. Share some self, some things about you in a vulnerability type of thing, not in a braggadocious type of way. Mm-hmm. So where you guys are now making a connection where they just like you. They like being in a room with you. They like being around you. Guess what? That one song is now like, yo, can we go in again and cook up some more? Now you turn that one song into three songs. Tactfully. Why? Because you had their interests at heart. Again, they can feel when you're doing it because it's actually a practice for producers. They go in yeah. and say, well, I'm going to get you know, multiple songs. But they can feel that they're going to do it. Now, if you're dope and your talent speaks for itself, they'll work with you. Mm-hmm. But it's so much better when it's organic, when they work with you because they like you. You see what I'm saying? Because now your song could be aight, mm-hmm. but there's a good chance it'll make the album than a song that's dope because they like you. Right. And they want to be with you and they want you on for the ride. So that would be a, a, another tactful way you can go about turning a situation and taking the advantage of it and maximizing the potential of that situation. Re- remember, don't disregard the relationship yeah. value. It's a good thought exercise to go through and look at the credits on some of these albums. Because, you know, you always listen to a record and you ask the question, hey, what's an album you can listen to without skipping a song? Find those songs you can skip. And ask yourself, mm. why can you skip it? And then go look at who wrote that song. And I can almost guarantee you every time whoever wrote it or produced it has a special relationship with the artist, which is why that record ended up making it on the album. <laughs> <laughs> because you go and listen to the unreleased stuff, and it's like, why was this not on the record? That's face. Fact. <laughs> Tell me that's I, not I, facts. I've been the victim of that. My writer, Angie, wrote this amazing song with Lainey Stewart. And and brand the A and R person for Brandy's album. This is in two, early two thousands. They loved it. Uh huh. Album was a 
about to close. Well, this is the one you got bumped for face? Got <laughs> bumped, not for face, but by bumped by her husband. Her husband oh, had two records mm. that he wanted on it. Mm-hmm. So Angie's record and Shamar, both of them under me, and Shamar's record got bumped. Mm. So his record could be on there. Because yeah. they were the newbies on the album. I was like, oh, you've got to be kidding yeah. me. And I heard the songs. And, th- and I'm not even being biased about it, honestly, like in my professional opinion. Yeah. Their songs were so much better than his songs. Mm-hmm. Not that his songs were bad. Just, they were good songs, no, but, but just their still. songs were so much better. But yeah, that's that's yeah, that, that's the thing yeah, that that's the thing that happened. So that's the importance of building a relationship, and that's again that was another part of that conversation. Is like he was pretty much telling me if you're not going to maximize the financial aspect of the deals you're making, continue to dig deeper and, and maximize the relationship at the very least. Right now, um, let's put a different spin on this, okay? Really quickly, and won't hit up. But another way you can maximize a situation, particularly a negative situation is rerouting. You know, when you're driving and you you take a wrong turn or you have to go in the wrong way and the mm-hmm. you know, way's like, rerouting. And then she takes, <laughs> then she takes forever <laughs> to reroute. Calculating. And then she'll say, turn left. And you just, just passed, passed it. it. <laughs> <laughs> but in another, but if you ever have like a bad or negative situation, you can you can turn it to your, your favor and to sure. your advantage by simply changing your perspective on that whole thing, mm-hmm. right? Um, let's just keep it real practical. Say like even working out, right? You, you hate to work out. Yeah. If you change your perspective and you think of what's happening to, in your body on a cellular level, again, just change your perspective. Mm-hmm. Now you seem like you're working out with a purpose. Yeah. So now you're not focused on the pain. You're actually literally visualizing what's happening with your muscle fibers and mm-hmm. stuff, and you push through. So that's another way you can do, too, of, of maximizing. Because not all situations are going to be great. Right. So what do you do when you have a situation that's not great? How do you maximize that? First thing you want to do is change your perspective. Look at the situation from a different vantage point. Absolutely. And then figure out how to make lemonade out of that lemon. Yeah. So I got for you. We could have said one. that at the beginning, and I ain't have to well, tell you really. none of my stories. That was, that was it. That's that was, that was two different sides, I think. I, but that's that's effective though, and yeah. I, I think I mean because we all of this is about how you look at stuff. So you know what? I'm gonna work on being less long winded. <laughs> no, I think change my perspective on the need. Don't y'all think to everything shit? Johnny said was pertinent? I tell you what, if you think everything Johnny said, stop was patronizing me. Now I feel like you. Now you. Now you bother me. But now you. Let me, but if you let me finish, okay. If y'all feel that everything you felt Johnny said was pertinent, or if you don't, <laughs> holler at us on Thursday. <laughs> see, see how I segue that. I, and you got all in your feelings with your super sensitive self. Go back to that other podcast and deliver us from evil. From <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but if y'all agree with what we're saying, or if you have a story, I, I guarantee you there's a couple of you guys who have stories Definitely. where you probably literally did what we're talking about. We want to hear them. People need to hear them. People yeah. need to hear those stories to hear how it happened in real time in real life. So join us on Thursday mm-hmm. as we talk about this topic. Again, this is a platform for you guys to share your thoughts, feelings, feedback, and your stories. Yes. Um, other than that, y'all know where to find us, man. Uh, lifeonpodcast.com. It's www.lifeonpodcast.com. If you haven't yet, if we said anything that made half a sense. Go ahead and hit that like button. I'm not prefacing it. Hit the like hit the button, button like anyway. Button. Hit the share button. Hit the subscribe. <laughs> if you don't want to get the notifications, turn off the notifications. You can do that. You know, a lot of, we do get people who hit us and say, man, y'all, what y'all said was so great. Da-da-da. You guys are good. I love listening to y'all. Fun. We appreciate all of that. Yes. Trust me when I say. But can you make it tangible? 
by hitting that like and subscribe button. Mm-hmm. That way other people get to hear how fun we are, how yeah. funny we are, or smart, or dumb, whatever it is you're I'm not dumb. But you I know. resemble that yeah. remark, too. I resemble that <laughs> <laughs> Yo, if you want to check out whatever what I'm doing outside of the podcast, you can do so at Stone007 on Instagram. That's Stone007. Mm-hmm. Or you can hover on Get Stone Unfiltered on Twitter at Stone007. Zero zero seven. As y'all can tell, I very rarely have a filter. I do very good about not using my favorite words on this podcast. Stone, you gotta be proud of me for that. For not using my favorite words while we do the podcast. You know my. Oh, favorite words. um, oh, uh, wait, 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 wait! Don't, don't, wait, don't. Uh, There's no way he doesn't know this. Yeah, I know. It's just the tip of my tongue. Of course. A, Give me where to start the letter. I'm a Samuel Jackson. I'm a Samuel Jackson. Oh, you mean the F word? The, the M is not just the. You got to you got to do the compound version. It's got to have the, the M and the oh, F. Oh, I was thinking of something else. What were you? Oh, is there no gravi- gravita? Oh, my college words. Oh no, I'm gonna give y'all them. I'm gonna hit you with the college oh, lingo. Okay, okay. You can follow me on uh, everything. <laughs> just Johnny Von J U S T J O N Y V A N. And shout out to the people who I've actually gotten a few text messages. Uh, from uh, two people just last week saying, oh, snap, like right after. I missed the podcast yeah, tonight yeah. on Clubhouse. So, like, you know, people know about it. Just don't forget about it. Get in the room. Set the alarm. Put us on the calendar. It's going to happen every Thursday, 7 o'clock now. 7 o'clock because it's football season. That's Very right. important for you to remember. Come rock with us. And um, We're better I can't together. wait to talk to y'all again. That's all I got to say. That's it, man. We love y'all. Thanks again so much for your support. Can't do it without you. We love y'all. We out. Peace. Peace.